Spin that dreidel and teach an inquisitive puppet all about Judaism. We're talking Hanukkah tales and tunes on today's... We wish you a merry kidflicks. We wish you a merry kidflicks. We wish you a merry kidflicks. Did you hear that we're on Spotify? Oh, 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 and we're not affiliated with Netflix. What part of the song is this? Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and explain to your friends that Hanukkah is just as fun as Christmas. And this is the first week of Merry KidFlix, so uh, happy holidays to everybody. And to help, uh, we're going to bring it in with... uh, she is the other half of the amazing flying Edelman. You remember her brother from the Leo the Lion episode. It's Marissa Edelman. How Hello. are you? Hi, how's it going? Oh my God, it's going good. I'm still a little out of breath from all those steps. Yes, so th- <laughs> this is this is a big, and you're Jewish, so we can give a nice shehechianu. Oh, shehechianu uh, to everybody. Because this is the first episode that we're recording in uh, my new apartment in the city. You can hear how echoey it is <laughs> and how I probably shouldn't be recording in here. <laughs> Uh, but that's regardless. Yeah, this is it's three flights of stairs. I think. I think it was four, five. If you count the outside. Oh yeah, there's a lot of steps. Because there's there's one to get to the front door, two to get to the apartment, and then another two in the apartment. Yeah, I think when I when I signed the lease in my head, I was like, oh, they're kind of like half stairs. It's not like a full stair. Yeah. Uh, but I was wrong. And uh, it's fine. I'm only here for eight more months. <laughs> you're going to have amazing calves by the time you're oh, yeah. done, though. It's, it's going to be like Great a weird cartoon. Yeah, it's going to be like I'm going to have amazing, beautiful legs and then like my same scrawny arms. <laughs> mm, I nearly burped in the mic, but I didn't. Nice. I, I had latkes uh, a little while ago. Oh, I haven't had any yet, but I've, been, I've already thinking about making some. Also, tonight's the first night of Hanukkah. It is. Although, is, I think it's technically Hanukkah now because the sun really never came up yeah. today. <laughs> it's like London and Philadelphia today. Oh, my God. Um, what, are, do you have any special Hanukkah plans? Um, I Nobody mean, aside really from this show that we're doing later. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. We're seeing each other in like three, <coughs> yeah. four hours. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of Hanukkah, we're talking about... Hanukkah tales and tunes. Uh. So tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, why you and also your brother kind of made you choose this movie oh, as well. Oh my god! It is um, Hanukkah tales and tunes. Uh, as I found out, is part of a series of tales and tunes videos. There's like original sports. I don't know, original sounds like it's like plain chips, but uh, <laughs> it, there's a Christmas one. There's a um, I think I'm... Oh, Spooky Tales and Tunes. Yeah, Spooky. I'm very curious what Sports Tales and Tunes I means. I want to know. I, I think that was also written by Matthew Weiner. Yes. <laughs> this, this is insane. You texted me this last night that this was written, the second writing credit ever for Matthew Weiner, the creator of Mad Men. Yeah. And I think... What's that show that he has on currently on HBO? The um, Romanoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was on the Wikipedia page for it. It was like Matthew Weiner. I was like... I, I know that name and I clicked through and it was like the same one. I was like, this, this can't be real. <laughs> so I spent like 15 minutes researching it and it's real. He really wrote that in like 1994. But uh, so the way I got to it though was uh, for Hanukkah one year, obviously my grandmom, I believe, or one of my aunts gave uh, all the kids in the family these Hanukkah, half hour Hanukkah VHS tapes. And uh, so we're like, okay, it's, you know, it's after dinner. We're playing with our toys. Let's pop this video in. And uh, so I'm probably like eight or nine years old. My brother's like four or five. And we all have cousins that are all around the same age. So there's eight of us. And we're watching this. 
And even at the young age of like under 10, I was like, this is shit. <laughs> this is complete shit. It's so bad. Uh, but yet it is compulsively watchable. You really can't turn away from it. Well, it's Be- only a half hour, which is very helpful. <laughs> and yet there's like 17 segments in that <laughs> half hour and it drags for eternity. I was really shocked to find out it was only 27 minutes long. Yeah, I was like, I set aside time. I like made lunch and was sitting at my desk to be like, okay, let's get through this. And it was definitely over way too soon. (laughs) Or I wouldn't say that. Um, Too soon and yet not soon enough. (laughs) And it's like, it's all revolves around, it's a classic, the laziest kind of way to tell a Hanukkah or uh, any kind of holiday story is that it's like some character that is friends with all these people that celebrate this holiday, but is never heard of it any of it also i want to establish really early on i don't think anyone is jewish who's on screen i also wrote that down maybe the dark-haired lady so it's like it's one of these like uh questionable like kids show subs where like they all live in a house but it's some one random gentile (laughs) child a puppet who may also be a pilot and three adults who can dance very well and it's uh, you don't know how they're related. I guess they're friends. I don't know if they've kidnapped any of these people. <laughs> Who's there willingly? But they're also just like the most Gentile looking people in the world. Oh, ex- yeah. Except for the dark haired lady who looks like every Hebrew school teacher I had <laughs> and is dressed the same way too. Yeah, it's and... Uh... It's like, it's that classic set where it's just like this crazy huge, like 1960s living room. Like a split level house. (laughs) And I also, I don't know if you noticed, but there's one part where they're all dancing and the camera pans too high up and you just see all of the lights in the (laughs) studio. I didn't notice that, but I did notice their fake goldfish that they fed during, there's a... In the first musical number, because there's like 80 of them. Yeah. Uh, they're like talking about whatever, and they. Oh, it's go like to the it's the, the song about miracles. Miracles aren't just magic. Uh, I could. It's stuck. All these songs have been stuck in my head all day too, which is just so bad. Well, it's by the most Jewish lady in the universe, yes. Debbie Friedman. Yes. R.I.P. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. When Debbie Friedman died, it w- it sent shockwaves <laughs> through my synagogue. And for those of you who don't know, I I don't know who the like Christian uh, uh, equivalent of Debbie Friedman is, but she was you, a prolific yeah. Jewish media person. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> yeah. She ba- she basically was like, oh, here are some prayers. What if we just add like like Gloria Estefan, Carol oh. King type music to it? Oh yeah. Oh my god. And they they try so hard to make it hip, but everyone who's singing these songs these are young and extremely corny or over the age of fifty. Yeah, they're they're all extras from the Book of Mormon. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just it's so Gentile. So <laughs> incredibly Gentile. Although I do appreciate uh there are some I don't know if we're gonna go through a segment by segment, but uh in the the segments where there are like it's basically just like a dance recital, one of the pieces, and like a bunch of kids singing along with some adults. And they do have like a multicultural crew of kids, which I thought was pretty cool. But again, no Jews. No, no Jews whatsoever. Actually, I think the lady that was leading all those kids in the round of uh, Rock of Ages, I think, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she, she was Jewish. Yeah, and uh, one, I think the uh, of the two guys singing the dreidel song, the uh, deep voice guy with the, the fedora who looks like a murderer, I think oh, he was um, Jewish. Uh, the two are Dan, Dan Crow was the guitarist and Fred Sokolow was the banjo. Yeah. And I had a friend growing up whose last name was Sokolow. So I was like, okay, he's probably Jewish, but the, the, um, Fred is grinning like a maniac the entire time. And I felt very uncomfortable. Oh, wait, wait, is he the, okay. So the, the, the banjo guy, the banjo guy is Fred. 
the guitar guy is Dan. Yes. I, I dug a little bit. Dan, um, he made a Christmas album, so he is not Jewish. Oh, yeah. And um, another thing that I found out is that he sung the like the theme song or whatever to the adventures of milo and otis which also while doing research i found out there were a lot of allegations of animal cruelty it's funny that you mentioned i was literally having a conversation about this with the people i watched this terrible video with like two (laughs) days ago about how like there's scenes uh in Milo and Otis, we're like, it's clear that like that kitten just fell off a cliff into the ocean. Yeah, well, they uh, the Wikipedia said that allegedly like fifteen kittens died. Yeah, it's just like with um, I think it's Snow Buddies. A lot of puppies died. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I um, I remember I saw Milo and Otis in the theater because it came out in like '89, so mm-hmm. I was like two. But I have just, I just have a vague traumatic memory of just like seeing all these puppies and kittens in distress at a young age, and being like, I don't, I don't care for this. <laughs> uh, my well, the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Mulan, and I think I, w- I was chill with that. Yeah, that's not that's not terribly traumatic. Like I saw Lion King in the theaters. Actually, that Ooh. wasn't traumatic for me though because I went to the bathroom and when it came back, Mufasa was dead. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, so actually I skipped out on that horrible traumatic moment of many of our <laughs> youths. Yeah, I'm trying to think what was the most traumatic like thing that I saw as a kid. I think for me, actually, like I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but the trailers for like the Saw movies okay. scared me. Those I, never, pretty, I yeah. never saw them, but like the trailers just popping up scared me enough that I like slept with the door wide oh open. God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think, I mean... Definitely, I mean, there's a lot of just randomly scarring things if you have a late 80s, early 90s childhood. Like, I mean, the one that stands out to me is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That movie's terrifying. And I watched it, like, I had the VHS as a kid. And the part where Christopher Lloyd's character is, you know, ranting and his voice goes all squeaky and his eyes turn into, I think, daggers. I don't know. I just, it still makes me want to shit my Well, they start glowing red, I think. Yeah, and like smoke comes out of his Mm -hmm. ears, I think. And the part where they put the shoe in the... Uh, in the dip. In the dip, yeah. It's just, it's... I'm, I'm 31 years old and it still <laughs> bums me out. And I haven't seen this movie in like at least 20 years. And I'm just like, oh, the shoe. Well, <laughs> the, a big thing I've been realizing lately is like, I death in movies have been having more of an impact on me. Oh, do, you cry, do you cry at movies more now? Not really, but I just think about it. Because it's... Because when you're a kid, so many people just like villains and people just like Mm -hmm. fall to their deaths in movies but as an adult like you start to know people that died or Mm -hmm. whatever and it's just like oh that person's like dead (laughs) yeah i think being more aware of like the suffering too like at the end of beauty and the beast where the guy falls off the castle you're just like oh that man just plummeted (laughs) to his death but as your kid you're like oh he's gone now yeah he yeah kids don't have object permanence they're like okay yeah (laughs) we're done fine um, oh, but one thing I wanted to mention with um, how we know that the people, the actors are not Jewish is how they say, so they they sing the traditional Hanukkah prayers. That is the biggest tell. I also have a note about that. Because specifically, so um, the Hebrew word for God in a lot of prayers is Adonai, and th- all of them say Adonai. <laughs> and it's like, this was, this was produced in Los Angeles. There are Jews yeah. around. I also like the... I feel like the people who like created it are Jewish and that they would be there to be like, guys, guys, it's not Adonai. Also, uh, I was watching it very closely and you can see the bleach blonde lady saying Baruch instead of Baruch. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
it's a it's the it's also weird um because kj the puppet is learning <laughs> the the pilot puppet is like touching all of the hanukkah candles yes! and they just light up i said he has some sort of et power because he's turning lights on with his finger and i was just like what the i want to know more like who is this puppet why is it a pilot what age is it why does his pilot helmet have uh, music notes on it, which I yes. assume is a Tales and Tunes thing, but also why? And um, there, so it's like it's weird because whenever KJ has a question, they're like, "Well, that's an easy answer," and then they go into a four-minute song. <laughs> the, um, a song that doesn't address his question. Either. No, not really. But there's a the whole song about the miracle of Hanukkah called One More Day of Oil. It's so long and repetitive, and it's just like, it lasted eight days when yeah. it was supposed to last one. And the actual time they spend explaining the Hanukkah story is like four minutes. Yeah. Like, they, then it just goes into this weird, like, these weird tales of morality yeah. and things. But um, after the One More Day of Oil song, it was so weird. There was like a three-second pause before KJ was like, Wow, now I get it. <laughs> it's like, you guys could edit this or like, I don't know why. Oh, they blew all their budget on the puppet. <laughs> well, no, I think they blew their budget on um, that really crazy fairy tale in the middle. Oh, Galia um, and the Goblin. I actually, uh, one of my friends, I watched it with like a couple of my roommates and some friends last night. And they were like, is this an original story? I'm like, I, I guess, because it seems pretty lame. And then I just... And I started researching it, and then I ended up on, like, a 10-minute tangent about Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. Yeah. Which is an excellent book, and everyone should read it. I definitely recommend I read that to my Hebrew school kids a couple weeks ago. because it's, it's great. There's a weird... For some reason, there are Jews... There's a lot of Jewish lore involving, like, goblins for some reason. Yeah. Because I guess we it's like, like, we're not so different, you and I, unfortunately, <laughs> um, according to the general public. Yeah. Yeah, lot goblins and... Go- we love monsters, but just, like, humanoid, like, bleh. <laughs> But it's just sort of like, uh, oh, hey, this is how you guys see us. But we have these things, too. We're different. Yeah. And, and like, we're, I'm watching this story about um, Galia and the Goblin. And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is just Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. And then they just have this weird battle of playing dreidel together. Yeah. They really tried to hit all the Hanukkah tropes. <laughs> it was, she's, like, walking through the They just play the dreidel over and over again. Which, like, is you know. Is the least fun part oh my of God. Hanukkah. Yeah. Dreidel. I, I, Dreidel is so not fun. You can, when you're like five, you can have like a vague gambling experience with your parents, but it's at the end of the day. Also, uh, my thing about, about Dreidel is like when someone takes the whole pot, uh, cause you're, it's basically just like a betting game or to yeah. see how much you get. Where did, like, if someone gets the whole pot, like, the game ends. You have to give your stuff back then. Like, there's nothing in the middle to play for. I mean, well, Galia and the Goblin both learned that lesson. Yeah. Oh my God. I think it's, it's also just, uh, I think Golly and the Goblin was a particular favorite of mine and my cousins because the people telling the story, it cuts back and forth between the people telling the story and then those two people acting out the story. Wait, I didn't you realize didn't that. realize that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lady is Galia and then the weird... The guy that like, looks like Teller from Penn and Teller. <laughs> I called him a bargain bin Fred Schneider. <laughs> He's just kind of, he does look a lot like Teller. Yeah, it was... Uh, He's the goblin. Also, he's wearing like some green face paint and jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like a cape. I realized like, wait, he's wearing jeans. <laughs> Fuck. It's so, oh my God. And they're both just like, 
you ever have someone like come to your school as a kid and just be even when you're like six or seven years old you're like that person's not cool (laughs) that's like i remember having that reaction as a child and being like oh these dorks and like oh they're gonna try to tell me this hanukkah morality tale and they went to like hit every single trope about hanukkah with like the presence and that you have to play dreidel it's like playing dreidel at a pivotal moment in a story is like the worst thing you can do like this this is basically the jewish version of the devil went down to georgia i I guess (laughs) it's so (laughs) oh but it makes there's so many more interesting things in like jewish folklore that they could have pulled from and then they just made up like yeah they played dreidel (laughs) and then they enjoyed hanukkah also galia is a classic because like um, did, did you go to like Hebrew school and stuff? I went to Hebrew school on Sundays. I had a bat mitzvah. I did a little bit of time at a Hebrew high school and then dropped out, uh, as yeah. like a Sunday thing. Yeah. Not as like, but I went to public school. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, with all of the workbooks and stuff that they would give you in Hebrew school, I feel like Galia is just the name that they would have for the, oh, yeah. cause it, the, it has to be a name that sounds Israeli yeah. or whatever. I thought they were just trying to find like. Oh, we need to come up with like a G name to make it like... What's the most common name that we could yeah. think of? Galia. Which is funny because I know like two Gavriels from like BBYO and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so, shout out to BBYO. Yeah. Oh, I can I can rattle it off. I was just thinking... It just reminded me of a... I was just thinking about a stupid story that we had to read in Hebrew school when we were like first learning Hebrew. Uh, I just... This is stuck in my brain. I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second. Yeah, yeah, a go story for called it. Albert... And it's like two pages long, but it's basically talking about like Albert is in the supermarket and he's crying and screaming and throwing a tantrum and he doesn't want to be there. And then the big twist at the end his, that a woman comes up and is like, Albert, we need to go. And Albert is a grown man. It's basically oh. that like this man and his wife are in the supermarket and he's just like, I don't want to be out here, man. <laughs> I, I remember a story um, when we were learning Bet, the letter Bet, mm-hmm. and um It was a story, like, it wasn't really a story. It was just kind of like things happened. Um, And uh, it's about a boy who, uh, he lets go of all his balloons and they float to the ceiling. So he has to tell him, like, balloon, come here. And the balloon is like, I am coming. (laughs) God. Oh, God. Uh, It was just such, like... There's just no creativity whatsoever in these stories. No. I mean, at the same time, if they were, if they tried to be fun and cool, I'd be stop it. Yeah. Oh, stop trying to teach me things, even though I'm here to learn. I went, I mean, I went to like full Jewish day school yeah. for eight years and that, that breaks you after a while. Oh yeah. Everyone I know who went to Jewish day school is just like, we don't, we don't talk about day school. Yeah. Day school. Su- I remember one day I was out sick and the next day I came in and uh, a bunch of guys came up to me and they said, did you hear what happened yesterday? And I said, no, what? And he said, someone took a shit in the middle of the boys bathroom floor. So all the boys in the school had to like go to the auditorium and just sit there silently during recess. <laughs> why? Oh, why would why would you do that? Because we're, we're all little monsters. Yeah, we're all pent up little Jews. <laughs> I mean, I went to Jewish day camp too in the summer, so like, you know, there was a lot of just like awkward, horny Jews trying to make out with each oh other. My God, Jews are so horny. <laughs> <laughs> we are a, just a very horny people. Uh, well, I mean, you just mentioned BBYO. And oh that's... my God, I joined BBYO to try to hook up with boys. Yes. Not... <laughs> okay. I so there was a thing so BBYO I didn't by the way they had they did not want <laughs> any of this 
it's like um how do I explain it? It's kind of like just it's kind of like a group. social yeah, it's a youth group. And there was another one called USY. Oh yeah, and Nifty. And Nifty. The, the big three, the, if you will. <laughs> it's like the like NBC, CBS, ABC <laughs> yeah. of like Jewish socialites for uh, teenagers. Yeah. And they they have a, a yearly thing called Turkey Trot. And I don't think I ever participated. It was like a thanks it was like a Thanksgiving dance or like around the time. And I remember I went in eighth grade or something and I went because I wanted to like ask this girl to a kiss and then I saw her uh, kiss another boy. Oh yeah. So I also, many moments of like I also remember teenage just, like, despair. <laughs> I, I remember like just staring at two people making out. I was like, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like I thought I wanted to do this, but that looks gross. Yeah, I was like, no thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, did you think that you would like get uh, that people would hook up with you on your bat mitzvah because they were like, oh, it's a special day for you. It's your bat mitzvah. You know what? I actually knew someone who was like, we're going to kiss at your bat mitzvah. And then we stopped <laughs> being friends before I sent out bat oh, mitzvah no. invitations. So I did not get to kiss at my bat mitzvah. Uh, but I did get to slow dance with a couple of my guy friends and I felt very special. That's great. Uh, oh my Good God. for you. Uh, also, I feel that... <laughs> oh my God. So my bat mitzvah was in the year 2000. Uh, and I walked into a corn song. Because it was the height wow. of new metal, and I was a little baby goth when I had my Bob is fun. Did you, I'm actually curious, if, and this is like partly a joke, but also partly serious. Did you not study hard for your Bob Mitzvah before 2000 because you thought the world was going to end? <laughs> um, no, I didn't think that. I also like barely studied for my Bob Mitzvah. I was so lazy about it. I had like my little Walkman with like the tape, the cancer made me. Yeah. Uh, do I have to like explain this for the audience and like like all the like months of preparation for yeah, Bob Mitzvah? I think I I think I started studying for my Bar Mitzvah a year and a half before. That's a lot. It was like the beginning of sixth grade. I started, and then mine was in the middle of seventh grade. Okay, I think they would. Uh, I want to say I would do it for like six months because like it was a whole thing now that i think back on it so like you when you're when you have a bar bat mitzvah when you're 13 years old and you're jewish it's basically just like it's basically just like a wedding for one person which is cool as hell or like a sweet 16 three years early yes and uh but you also have to go up in front of everyone you know and read from the torah which is incredibly embarrassing because you're like peak puberty and you don't want anyone to look at you i had like a a purple dress shirt on and a slightly darker purple tie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god that is that is peak bar mitzvah did you have a purple kippah um no my keep so for my bar mitzvah because you can get it's like a tradition you get like oh like keep uh kippahs the yarmulkes with your uh, name on the inside so mm-hmm. i got it was black and it had like rainbow foil guitars on it <laughs> mind you i didn't learn to play the guitar for mm, five more years that is like that is such a quintessential bar mitzvah <laughs> favor Mine were mine were purple. My theme was like purple. My theme was music. What was your theme? Um, so my dad was unemployed during when I had my bar mitzvah. So we joked my theme was getting bar mitzvahed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. That's... Even though all my ideas were stupid, I was like, oh, what if my theme was Scrubs or Friends? <laughs> like I wanted to do specific sitcoms. Oh, you got to like, do TV, mu- movies, or music. Like those yeah, are your I went, choices. I went too specific. <laughs> And then the, it didn't happen because we didn't have the money for Aww. it. It's fine. I got a nice klezmer bl- band. <laughs> That's fun, though. I wish I had a... I mean, we had a DJ. A klezmer band would have been fun. Uh, as, a, as a 13-year-old, I would not have appreciated the klezmer band. But as oh, an no, adult... Oh, no, I did not. Oh, yeah. You're just like, what the fuck? I'm so embarrassed. I remember um, my mom's friend 
I was like walking around trying to talk to my friends and this lady called out to me like because uh, they were doing the Hora, that like big circle dance. And she was like, Ross, like, come on, we're dancing for you. <laughs> oh, oh, they dropped me at my bat mitzvah when they picked me up on the no. chair. They tipped forward. My dad caught me and I was wearing a long dress. So like no one saw my butt or anything. But I was uh, I'm also afraid of height. So they picked me up on the chair and I'm like, <laughs> welcome to adulthood. Right. Uh that, yeah, it's such a such a metaphor for growing up. Like we're gonna, you're supposed to trust us to lift you up on a fucking hotel chair. You're gripping, the, white knuckling the sides and screaming because you know that's the kind of human being I am. Uh, and then your uncles and your dad's cousins are gonna accidentally tip you forward, and your dad is gonna catch you. <laughs> I am a little disappointed because my my brother, his wife, and both sets of parents got lifted up at the wedding and mm-hmm. I did not. Oh no. And I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to, but it sure would be nice. Yeah. What about me? Guys, come on. Uh. Oh God. I, even though they dropped me, I was like, I want to do it again, but like, I can't get, they won't lift me up on a chair again until I get married. And that's what, lame. <laughs> what food did you have? What food did I have? Oh my God. Uh, also now about looking back, this is 18 years ago. I feel so Whoa. old right now. I'm 31. Uh, but what do we have at my mom? So I think it was just like chicken tenders and burgers and stuff. Hell like I yeah. ate from the kids' table. I remember, uh, and also like we're not observant, so it was like super not kosher. Um, and I remember drinking a bunch of Shirley Temple, doing my friends being like, there's got to be alcohol in this. I feel <laughs> so drunk. And uh, they played the thong song at my bat mitzvah because that's the time of... Damn. That's uh, the era we were living in. When my kids have their bar mitzvah, we are... Uh, I'm getting a DJ and we're going to have a lot of fun because mine was totally fine. Um, uh, some guy broke uh, playground equipment. Where he, was your bar mitzvah? Like, at, at the synagogue. Okay. Yeah. So you know, was, we had ours at like a... Was, like there's services at a synagogue and we went to the double tree up at Grant the Boulevard. Oh, hell Yeah. Everything goes down. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. On the boulevard North- and in the, <laughs> the double tree. It's a Northeast Philly bot mitzvah. <laughs> um, so back to uh, my computer just fell asleep. Yeah, it was um, like, oh, I don't want to hear more like, bot okay, guys. stuff. Um, but it's a, it's a quintessential part of Judaism, just like Hanukkah. Actually, Hanukkah is probably the, one of the least important holidays. Yeah. I think we should bring back Purim. I think I'm like, I want to throw a Purim party next year because Purim is supposed to be like the banger holiday. I will, I will help you plan it. Yeah. You're cause first of all, Purim, you're supposed to get drunk. It's in the spring. Uh, you I'm wear ca- costumes, you wear costumes and you're supposed to make noise and boo and yell at stuff, which is perfect if you're from Philadelphia. Cause I love doing that. Yeah, it'll be right after we don't get to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll make sense. Yeah. And by that point it'll be like March and the Phillies will already be bad. <laughs> and so everyone will have all this aggression and we'll just yell at, uh, yell at Haman. Yeah. Oh, one quick thing that I want to mention about Matthew Weiner. So we said he created Mad Men. He wrote this. He also wrote an episode of the really unsuccessful uh, TV show adaptation of the comic strip Baby Blues. I, I forgot that was a television show. I have show. a weird obsession with just being like, oh, that that was a TV show for some reason. I watched it as a kid. I, re- I remember watching it, and it was not good. No, it wasn't, because <laughs> it was just like a generic sitcom. We have children. What? I, I watched like a, an episode on YouTube and it made no sense. It was just like classic, like the husband thinking about like, oh, is my wife going to yell at me? <laughs> oh, I can't believe I have to take care of these children that I made with my body. And the theme song was, it's all been done by Bare Naked Ladies. Yes, I forgot. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's a bleak show when you really like. Yeah. 
It's really bleak. <laughs> it's a song, a uplifting song about just monotony. Yeah, yeah. We've been together forever, and I just, uh, I just can't do <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> um, and it's also when you uh, adapt a comic strip for like TV or movie, it's always fucked up because like that's not what I thought they sounded like. Yeah, and also you, it's hard to adapt because. You know, it's three panels, and it's just like setup, punchline. Yeah, and like, I mean, don't forget the Sunday strips. Oh, oh boy, that's like six seven. panels, <laughs> six panels in color. I think, yeah. Although the, the Boondocks managed to do it, but the the TV show was nothing like the comic yeah. strip. And uh, they, I found out in the '40s or something, they made a bunch of TV movies based off of the comic strip Blondie. Really? A bunch. Blondie was huge, but. Why? <laughs> like of of all the of all of the the comic strips to adapt, it's just like oh, I got a hot wife and I love eating giant sandwiches, <laughs> and my hair is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I have the hair of the guy from The Prodigy. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the, my, I thought I thought Blondie's enduring legacy was uh, the fact that big sandwiches are called Dagwoods in some places, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I also just didn't never understood the comic because it was just like married and working life yeah i think the only the only married and working life uh cartoon that i think is is relatable is the Lockhorns. i was about to say because <laughs> they're just like all they do is just snipe at each other every day and they're like M- like um, uh linda or whatever she he's just like she's a bitch yeah uh, my <laughs> wife he's a he's an alcoholic yeah he's an alcoholic who's always looking at other women and she's a nagging shrew yeah and it's one panel and they're so definitely Jewish. Uh, oh, yeah, they hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> they look so Jewish, but Lockhorn is not a Jewish name. Yeah. Uh, it also just occurred to me, like, Lockhorn, like Lockhorns. They're locking horns. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, there's so many layers in the funny pages. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Like, like Family Circus. You know, it's, it's about the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so the goblin's wearing jeans. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So uh, I actually wrote down all the different segments just because, like, I sure. think it's it's difficult to to understand. Like, there's there's like six or seven discrete segments in a 27 minute video. So there's the opening. Well, song. Well, hold on. It's oh. th- it's there's two minutes of credits and then a minute and a half of KJ explaining where you could get more. Tapes. Oh yeah, yeah. At the very end, you got to stick around till the end. <laughs> hey kids. Oh. I looked it up, and so the people that created this series, uh, Backyard Enterprises Inc. I looked up the address, and it's now a large mall called the Beverly Connection. It sounds like a place that is closed and where you can buy cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a big parking lot, so oh my definitely. God. Yeah. This. I, I just, it's so shitty, but like also you're like, oh man, like in the 90s, people just had money to throw at these stupid educational videos to make VHSs for kids. Well, there must have been a time where where it was just like, oh, just rent like a public access studio for two hours yeah. for 20 bucks and then you can just burn a VHS tape. I just like to imagine like the three people who are like in their like 20s, who were in the like the 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 adults quote unquote in the in the main sequences with the the gentile child and KJ <laughs> who was never given it the the nobody child, has a name no one has a name only the puppet uh, but also like what did these guys think they were doing like did they think this was going to be their big break that like singing a song about uh, Antiochus <laughs> and like doing kickspins also uh, 
I don't know. Did you notice how they were doing hip hop dance moves to these like cheesy musical theater <laughs> songs? Like doing the running man and shit. Oh yeah. You mean when all the little dreidel kids were doing that? Like, uh, well, that too. jumping around and but stuff. The, the main one in the, um, the, the song, uh, the song by Antiochus where they're talking about oppressing the Jews because they say, no, 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 you cannot do that over and over again. Which, oh man, if I was so a parent weird. and my kids were singing that over and over again, I would uh, move Yeah, I would just and leave, leave the kids Leave there. them. Oh. <laughs> but uh, during that, it's like a very cheesy, like 40 style, like musical number. And they're doing like the running man and like, you know, just like all this hip hop footwork from the nineties. Was this also the song where it starts with the guy singing in the back and the two girls like have synchronized to the music, them turning around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he puts, he, it starts with the guy on the cloak, putting on the cloak and being like, Oh, I'm the emperor. But like, you know, talk singing and the women are reacting to him in tune with the music. Also, they pull out some canes to, Oh, right. They turn it into like a real cheesy musical number with no top hats though. Um, but yeah, it, it would was, ruin their permed hair. Oh God. The hair was big. <laughs> the hair was very big and it just, just the musical. Number. Okay. So I'm just going to, there's first, it opens with the, uh, the puppet is, or the kid. One of them is like, what's a miracle. And they're like, and it's the miracles aren't just magic song, which is and they, awful. And for some reason, I think I've seen this in so many different educational kids tapes. But um, people pretending to water flowers and the flowers bloom magically. Yeah. Oh, I think it's just like that was lying around and they were like, cool, we'll use that. It's a miracle. And I was just yelling. I was at that point at the like at that point, <laughs> I, was already, I was already out. I was just like, it's not a miracle. It's science. Photosynthesis, man. Like it's ugh, I, I hate that song so much. And it's I think that might be my least favorite song because the other ones are at least like up tempo and entertaining enough to be bad. So then there's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the miracle song, and then my two notes after that are, where is this weird Gentile kid from, and what the fuck is up with KJ? Uh, yeah, both answers, though, uh, questions that we will never find the answer nope, to. Nope. I am curious to watch other KJ, uh, like, uh, uh, Tales and Tunes specials. I, I am curious now. I want to know, is it the same people? Do they, sw- do they switch out the random Gentile child <laughs> for a different one? It's just like this random ginger <laughs> the kid. The sports one, it's just like, KJ's just like, what's a soccer? <laughs> <laughs> what sports <laughs> like you've never heard of any sport before um that actually reminds me in second grade um we put on a play called get in the game and it's like a musical about gym class oh boy. <laughs> and i played the gym teacher mr baxter <laughs> and um uh it was like one of those music it was like one of those theater performances at in school where the kids are so young that there's not really like staging. Like we were sitting in the auditorium and we would just um, stand in line and wait to just like yell our uh, uh, lines into a microphone and then just go sit down. (laughs) Those are too young to take direction. So it's either everyone standing in a line screaming or just like a a teacher ushering you to say your one line and then get out. Hey, what's the big idea? We want to play bowling or (laughs) God, uh, I need to I need to find the MP3s for all of those songs. Like, yeah, I think I could still sing some of them. I uh, we had a um, I was in my elementary school choir in fourth grade, and uh, our final performance of the year we did a, and this is also extremely nineties, was a um, 
a series of songs. I don't think it was like based on a larger musical or play thing, but it was just, uh, it was called Celebrate You and Me. And it was just like pro self-esteem songs. I love it. Uh, and like, it was like pro, I mean, I mean, the actual message was good. It was just like, you know, everybody is different and like pro diversity and stuff like that. Cause it was still Philly. Uh, <laughs> and it's, well, I mean, you have like, it's a it's... wait. You telling me Philly isn't super tolerant all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me the Northeast Philly. Oh, Northeast Philly. Well, actually, my my uh, I'm from like the lower Northeast, so my school was pretty diverse growing up. Okay. Um. So, but we yeah, still that's had coming these... from somebody that went to a Jewish school, so yeah. it's just like a sea of me's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did go to Hebrew school on the weekends, so I was like, oh, here's where all of me's congregate. <laughs> um. <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, we. I just remember. Uh, I just remember these lyrics is the only thing I remember is I am red. You are blue. Different things we like to do. That's all right. That's okay. We'll be friends anyway. And the chorus was celebrate, celebrate, a celebration of you and me. So corny. Uh, But you changed a lot of minds that day. Yeah, uh, I as a as a nine year old, I was very influential in ending racism in Northeast Philadelphia. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even make that joke with a straight face. <coughs> that a... that isn't uh, only gritty can do that. Oh yeah, no, he will eat all of our landlords and bring peace to the land. <laughs> uh, also, this just have you. Have you been following like the the adoption of gritty as a leftist meme? Yes, I'm in a gritty meme group. Gritty memes for Philly teens, and so. Like, right when it was announced that George H.W. Bush died, someone posted this really long, gritty meme where he was like, just like, yeah, see you later, Bush, or whatever. And I was <laughs> what? like, what's happening? I just I, I just find it interesting that slowly the gritty group has also been including Waluigi in the gritty memes. Oh, I haven't picked up on that yeah, yet. Yeah, apparently Waluigi is a leftist, is a the leftist dark horse. I just noticed that, and I've been telling it to everybody, because it's so bizarre. I mean, this is breaking news, yeah, but I mean, I'm breaking glad. Breaking news, Waluigi <laughs> is a communist. Um, but yeah, it's just, okay, so yeah. Back so on have, track. We have, so we have all these weird numbers where they're just teaching this puppet, this dim puppet. Yeah. Well, I mean, the actual, there's only two songs out of all of the whole thing that actually deal with, oh, yeah, geez, you're, yeah, you're deal with the Hanukkah uh, story itself, um, which is the Antiochus one, which is basically just like, he was bad. It goes into <laughs> no detail about what he actually did other than like, Jews can't pray. They were like, he was giving the Jews a really hard time. And, and all, like all the, cause every Jewish holiday is just like, Oh, this one leader that tried to kill us all. Yeah. But it, every holiday just feels the same. Cause it's all like, they were mean to us <laughs> Yeah. and they and, don't go into the specifics. No, not at all. And it's like, Oh, just cause you can't, I mean, how many times can you put the word genocide in a kid's VHS? Like, I don't think any is the right number. Well, I, I talk about this with other Jewish friends. It's like, I can't think of when I f- learned about the Holocaust. Because just like in my head, it's like, oh, yeah, I've always known that's like, oh, you know, millions of Jews died and yeah. all this stuff. So it's like J- Jewish kids are definitely like kind of primed in a little bit of a way. Yeah. You learn about genocide before you know what the word genocide is. Because like, it's basically, yeah, as as soon as you start hearing like, this is the Hanukkah story, this is the Passover story, this is the Purim story, whatever. It's always just like, yeah, somebody wanted to just like murder all of us. And then also they they started doing that a while ago. Uh, And these are topics that we will be touching on at uh, the Philly Improv Theater this Sunday. (laughs) I know. We'll be, uh, were you, were you at the other, um, 
the other performance that we did at the Ethical Society. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, yeah we my... did it. We did improv during Purim for random Jews. I don't yeah. know how they all knew each other. It was some kind of. Uh, I think it was a, a Chabad uh, gathering. Maybe. And like... also, like to be completely humble, we killed. Yeah, I think we did a pretty yeah, good job. Yeah, we had fun because we were like, okay, no normal people know like the intricacies of improv, so let's just yeah. have dick around. And also, all of us are not entirely clear on the Purim story <laughs> because it's been so long since we learned about it. Also, my, yeah. And it's the same as the Hanukkah story and also, same as the Passover yeah. story. Also, I don't know about you, but I was drunk. Like, oh, I was getting there. I, yeah. I, there was one point where I just took one of the mics and just did like a Seinfeld impression. <laughs> and then everybody was like, okay, this is a scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember that was, I remember that. It was, yeah, they just had, they had a ton of alcohol and we were all. We were last, I think, to we go. Were, we were last. And I think we were all very nervous because we had never even practiced before. And we're all just. Just like tonight. Yeah, just like tonight. And we're all socially anxious and awkward juice. So we all got drunk. And it was it was a great time. People loved it, except for the um, except for the part where my brother pantomime slitting someone's throat because there were children in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> eh, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, so going through, so we have these uh, educational songs. Then we go into the story of Galia and the Goblin. Oh, awful. Um, oh, that, oh, before that, have... there's the dreidel song with those two weird guys. You mean Dan Crow and Fred Sakalau? Uh, yeah, Dan Dan Crow is has a creepy grin on his face the entire time. Like I get what he's doing. He's doing like I'm he a has children's like that, entertainer. He has that classic like. Uh, uh, early '90s beard, where it's just like, how did you fill in your entire face? Yeah, it just sort of looks like a like a wreath of hair, but it's very short mm-hmm. around the whole face. Um, and the kids are all terrible at swaying. Yeah, they can't go the right way. They're knocking into each other. <laughs> well, they're going so slow. They're yeah. doing like a very slow sway. Like every other line is like they're doing A B and then A B yeah. sway, and that doesn't work. It's also that like the the tempo they're playing the dreidel song in is not good for swaying anyway because it's too fast. And like have them clap or something. Like if you're gonna well, they have the kids, applaud, they applaud themselves at the end for oh, doing such a good they job. Shouldn't. Uh, but and, yeah, they, the the guy uh, Fred, what is it? Dan Crow and Fred Sokolow. Fred Sokolow looks like the murderer from I Know What You Did Last Summer <laughs> in like the fisherman's hat. Uh, and he has like a really deep voice that made me kind of uncomfortable. Oh yeah, well because he sings. I had a little dreidel. I made it out of mud. Um, I tr- I. And when I went to spin it, it, it fell down with a thud. Yeah, well, this is a classic. So every, regardless of your uh, religious affiliation, everybody knows the um, Hanukkah, the dreidel song because when there's like a holiday pageant at a public school, that's the only uh, that's Hebrew song. That's the one song. you get. Yeah, and it's always fun. I'm sure you did it as a kid where you made up your own verses and they were all like inappropriate. Like, oh, God, yes. Like, I think the one I always did was like, I had a little dreidel, I made it out of grass, and like, uh, like I tried to spin it, and then it kicked my ass, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know anything that I could rhyme with ass. Yeah, it was it, the dreidel song is very easy to make up lyrics for, but for some reason when I watched this, I was like, wait, they, there's already lyrics. Why do you have to make up your own lame <laughs> verses? Because it was just like half of them. Oh, well, because the, because the song goes on to like explain how to play, and it's like they already had yeah like three different segments about learning how to play, and it's a, it's a very very straightforward game. 
Um, I also the the creepy. It's one also where, not fun. It's no, it's, it's a not, shit game. It's, it's an absolutely. We can't shit say this game. enough how not fun of a game no. Dreidel is. I mean, Hanukkah's not like Hanukkah. You get to eat fried food and gamble technically, but like I don't like sukkani yolk because they're jelly donuts, and Dreidel is the worst game. Yeah, and the girl the girl says because uh, KJ is like, ah, oh, the best part is like eating, and she's like, no, you forgot the best part: lighting candles. No, latkes. <laughs> it is eating a pound of sour cream and applesauce and just shoving fried potatoes into your face the whole night oh, and then are presents. there any restaurants around the philly improv theater where they have latkes because i think i might have to eat some before we go on stage uh, which is not a good idea i think there's a deli on locust street at like 15th but i Great. would not eat there oh there's rachel there's rachel's uh, but, but i don't think they're open for lunch you know what? i will I just eat fries Sundays. i'll eat fries and just call it a day yeah also like i don't know i don't like rachel's i'm gonna say that i'm gonna give my anti-endorsement to rachel's noshery if you are in philadelphia marissa says don't go <laughs> i think their food's really bland it makes me sad because i well, love I mean, jewish food jewish, uh, it's sometimes. like it's not even salty jewish food's salty oh damn yeah it's just like uh, like i got matzo ball soup there and it was just like eating a styrofoam ball in some hot water and i was like this it's you can literally just make the soup and it tastes perfect just using the box mix yeah but uh they didn't want to season it uh, but yeah damn, so noted. they have um yeah it, you, you want it to be good just eat some fries yeah um so they have Golly and the Goblin, and then they come back to the main thing. And I remember, uh, and they're talking about latkes, but they're clearly like rolls because they were like an inch thick. Yes, they were not latkes at all. Uh, for those not in the know, latkes—they're potato shredded, pancakes. Yeah, they're potato yeah. pancakes. But you make it with like shredded potatoes, so they're like they're like little patties, mm-hmm. uh, and they should not be big or fluffy. At all. At all. No, they're just dense, crunchy potato pancakes. <laughs> they're so good. I want now. I want I want latkes yeah, now. Yeah, I, uh, I had two. I think that's enough for now. But, oh, uh, at Trader Joe's right now, they have cauliflower latkes. Ooh. They're so good. Really? I'm going to, you know what? My roommate works at Trader Joe's. I'm telling him to go get me some. Yeah. They're new. I found out about them in the Fearless Flyer. <laughs> Hit up Trader Joe's, guys. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, after that, the latkes literally rolls. That was my note. None of these people are Jewish. And they have like this weird dance clip. They have a... I forget the names of the songs. I should have written them down. It was like Spin Dreidel Spin and like the Menorah song or something Oh yeah, like it was that. like a it was like a like a dance battle. Yeah, and it was, yeah, because first the girls come out dressed as candles and then the boys come out dressed as dreidels. The and worst was, dreidel costumes ever. Was, they were, they look like cardboard. They were. Uh, <laughs> they 100% were. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was just, it was just someone's dance class. It looked like a dance class recital, but they're also singing. Uh, and it just, uh, and again, be, I remember being a child and like seeing other people's dance recital videos and being like, that's really cool. And then seeing this and being like, this sucks. Uh, that's like when I did theater and going to see other school shows and be like, oh my God, why do they get to do You're in Town? <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> my, my theater director laughed in my face when I told him that I wanted to do You're in Town. I don't think you could do that if you're, if you're a, how old were you? I was... 16 I oh, think. oh yeah it was a high school yeah, yeah. and it, it's like a cheap an, like, it's a cheap show and yeah. we ended up going up with guys and dolls which i was a lead in so i can't really complain but yeah and i bring that up too much on the podcast <laughs> that i was a lead in guys and dolls well my my senior year uh we did uh guys and dolls at my school um and i was and it was it caused a minor uproar because before that point we had only done plays at my school so, Whoa. uh, so my, my friends who had been like involved in plays were waiting to be leads their senior year. And then they couldn't because they weren't, they Damn. weren't singing. Uh, and the people who ended up being the leads in guys and dolls, uh, were all like choir people. 
Um, and I, th- yeah, one of my friends, one of my good friends played Adelaide, so I had to help her run lines and it was awful. Uh, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it's an outdated show. Yeah. Uh, people tried to like prank each other on the set, but like, like everyone else in the, there were so many people involved in the production of Guys and Dolls because they were like, oh, well, we're going to bring in the orchestra and we're going to get, uh, girls who can dance to be like backup dancers and we're going to get the middle school kids in there. Cause I was a, went to a combined middle school, high school. And half the school was in the play, so everyone else who wasn't in the play was just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, and it was, oh my God, it that, was a That shit reminds show. me, there were, um, it was like a classic stage crew prank that they would always hide a rubber chicken on the set somewhere. Like nowhere where the audience could see it, but it would be like, oh, on the back of a chair or like mm-hmm. in a set piece. And I remember it like really fucked up this one guy's monologue when we did Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and so it became like an an illegal thing like no but you like the director can't find out that anybody did the rubber <laughs> chicken and they like put it in my set piece and i was like oh this unprofessional <laughs> well the thing is too at my school the reason it had gone it had blown up though is because the year before that we had done the laramie project and the year before that we did 1984 God. so like really heavy serious drama and then, and then a fun yeah. romp about the 40s oh whatever. my god yeah someone tried to give uh I don't even know who's who. I whoever's not Nathan Detroit, the other guy. Um, Sky Masterson. Yeah. So the guy who's playing Sky Masterson uh, was like very Christian, and so people tried to. He's supposed to drink whiskey, so they put apple juice. But like one night, they put real whiskey in his glass. <laughs> like he wasn't gonna notice. So like afterwards, he's like, "Guys, I didn't. I just did this. Like you idiots." I I had friends because we did a pl- we did Father of the Bride and it was a very bad script. It was because it wasn't like the fun Steve Martin. It was like the old version. Oh, why would you do that? I have no idea. But so a lot of my friends hated it, and so they would take they took like a shot or two before this play started. <laughs> oh no! But also like we were in high school, so we all were good at taking shots. Like <laughs> I remember being able to just drink just straight vodka. You know what? Same. And I think also... We need to one, get back to those days. Oh, God, I'll die. I, I The other thing, too, is that uh, going on from that and also the Purim thing, Jews really don't have a reputation as big drinkers. And yet every Jewish person I know can just quietly put away a criminal amount of alcohol. Well, because I, I think it's like because from an early age, we all are like, oh, like I have a little bit of wine with Shabbat or like during Passover have some... So it's like we're all like we're all so quickly demystified about it. So mm-hmm. it's like we all know like okay, I can drink this, and like I can I'll be okay. Yeah, and it's also like I know when to stop. I know like oh, if I drink this, I'm gonna act crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My mom, when she was 16, got shit faced at Passover dinner because she tried to do the four cups of wine, and. She was very small and had never really drank before. It had like four full glasses of red wine oh and was God. just on her ass. Uh, but oh, well, we do the classic thing where it's like you start off with red and then you slowly have white wine. because <laughs> you can't drink that whole night. Yeah, you no, will die. You will die. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think, are there any segments that we haven't really touched on um, uh, on this episode? Let's we've, see. Oh, weird the thing. Prayer, yeah, it's the, it's the candle dreidel dance and then they do the prayers... And then that, that kind of And then of the ends. plug for more uh, tapes. I yes. will say, so they do they do like the dreidel song. And the one thing that they say is, I made it out of schmaltz. I know. Like, and you could tell the kids are like, what is that? <laughs> I, 
excited to look it up because it's like I know that I know what it is, and it's it's, like it's conge- yeah, it's congealed chicken fat. It's Jewish lard. It's it's because you know we can't use lard because that's from pork. Uh, see, I knew what schmaltz was because my parents would be like, "Your grandmother would cook this with schmaltz. It was disgusting." <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's stuff that kids and especially non-Jewish kids won't know. Oh, we we did forget the um the Hanukkah song medley. We we mentioned it briefly. Oh yeah, the but the, the lady with a bunch of kids singing all these Hanukkah songs. She's like, I didn't know half of them. I like vaguely recognize them, but it's like no one knows the words to Rock of Ages. I know the I know the Hebrew more than I know Rock yeah, of Ages because it's it's such an awkward song in English. Rock of Ages, hear my song. Something like yeah. that. It's a weird song that doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, so are there uh, before we kind of go in uh, to our special uh, Mary Kidflix ratings? Um, is there are there any like just last things that we haven't gotten a chance to discuss? Because I have one very quick thing. Yeah, I'm. I think we kind of covered everything just because. Oh, I. The only other notes I have were, you can tell from the opening credits that it's shit. Just like the backyard <laughs> media thing yes. is so low budget and just such bad animation. And also the, uh, there's like a, there, there's like an opening title before it's Hanukkah Tales and Tunes. And there's like a butterfly and a pencil going across the stream, screen, but it's just. <laughs> the two things that kids love the yeah, most. <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of childhood, butterflies and pencils. But yeah, it's just a bunch of like clip art flying by. And also when they open it up, it goes, Hanukkah, Tales and Tunes. It's like, oh, you're so not Jewish. That's uh, like uh, at my, the dining hall at Temple, they, for Passover, they would just like have pieces of matzah just like next to the fries. And it's like, we're here for you. And it's like, just fuck off. Yeah, yeah um, they would set out boxes of matzah like by the salad bar at my school, which like, but I went to Barnard, which has a humongous Jewish population, and also Jewish theological seminaries like across the street. Yeah. And still, like, unless you were specifically eating kosher, nothing. No. Like I, I always I never ate bread during Passover, even at college, but it would be like, oh, I'm like I'm just I'm not gonna go really intense with it, especially with like the rice and the corn stuff. Yeah. Cause they also just lifted the rule on that. Really? I didn't know that. A couple years ago, so I'm like, I'm cool with that now. See, my family wasn't that observant, so growing up, I was. I remember I went, went out with a friend during and her mom uh, during Passover, and I went to go buy like some M&Ms, and my friend's like, you can't eat that, there's corn syrup in it. And I was like, what? Like, in my mind, it's like, no bread, no pasta. Yeah, like, no stuff. bread like, is plenty enough, but it's like how manufacturing is in 2018 yeah. or whatever. You can't avoid corn, really. Also, like, I thought that the bad Passover cereal was, like, rice puffs. I don't know. Did you ever have those, like, those, like, orange and yellow puffs? Yes. That tasted like shit? But also, every year you forgot, and you're like, oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they're like kicks. And you're like, oh, my God, it's like eating cardboard. Yeah, those are bad. Um, the one thing I, uh, the one last thing I wanted to bring up about this is that um, uh, they're talking about, well, I, oh, like after the king is mean song, oh KJ God. talks about like, wow, they didn't let them pray or uh, like do this or eat ice cream. And then the guy turns around and he's so rude to KJ. He's like, we didn't say anything about ice cream. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> there would just be these occasional moments where they would like shut down the kid or KJ in like a way that was like. that's how you teach kids. You're just like, yeah. no, stupid. Shut up, idiot. <laughs> how do you not know everything about Hanukkah, even though you just asked me what is Hanukkah? And also, what is a miracle? Yeah, you little squeaky fuck. Oh, um, my God. So now let's go into rating. And uh, and so this is the very special rating system for uh, Mary Kid Flicks. And it goes like this. So from the best thing is ho, 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 followed by 
ho ho no, ho no no, no no no, and a pile of Rudolph's shit. Okay. Um, I mentioned this before we started recording, and I'm going to have to do uh, the AV Club gives reviews. Uh, they give a grade that is an A slash F, which is this thing is objectively bad, and yet I derived great pleasure from watching it. I, I would show this to everybody. It's one of those things like if you've been drinking, if you have a lot of friends over, like, hey, watch this. Like, I, I like watching bad movies and just like random weird stuff. So for that purpose, absolute ho, ho, ho. But also objectively, it is a pile of Rudolph shit. It's so bad. The songs are incredibly corny. Like they try so hard to be like, hey, fellow kids, but like. The only people in the, the people who are leading the uh, songs, it's like a bunch of like 50 year olds. And then these three like wannabe Broadway dancers and a, one child and a puppet. Yeah, that child uh, did not have anything to do. He also like he had no affect whatsoever. He was just like, what's a miracle? <laughs> like just like no facial expression. He looked lost. Yeah, oh, he definitely was. It was just kind of like, oh, we need one more. We need a kid so the the people watching are not confused. Yeah, and it's the just... the relationships. Yeah, confusing, full house-esque living situation yeah. with a puppet <laughs> and just uh, nothing is ever explained. And just as a, as a child, like children have such... You know, children aren't stupid. They have standards for things and you can't just put any pile of shit in front of a kid and expect them to love it well you just you just uh, summarize the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it's so bad that a bunch of children who don't have standards and the experience to develop a sense of taste were like this is terrible yeah like this is just something that you would get like while you were checking out at the supermarket when they used to sell like tapes and dvds yeah. it would just be like oh this is a Thing, I guess so we'll, I'll get them that I wouldn't be surprised if that's how we obtained it if, <laughs> if it was literally just like at the checkout at the Acme and my grandma was like eh, the kids will enjoy it and I'll you know give them some sweaters and stuff and you know yeah, one my... VHS to each household <laughs> yeah my bubby when I was very young like maybe five or so she got me this weird DVD that she got at the supermarket called Little Monsters and it was just like a cartoon show um and like just a bunch of t- stories about these kids that are just like annoying and shitty in their own way and how they have to like learn to not be shitty. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was. Um, except the theme song is very catchy and it will never leave my head for the rest <laughs> of my life. Um, I'm, I'm kind of right with you. I think I'm just going to go simple though and just give it a pile of Rudolph shit. Yeah. Cause uh, it's very bad. Like the it's, this is very much like, I enjoy it because of like the Tim and Eric brain that I now have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just so perfectly terrible. It and is transcendently bad. Definitely. Uh, like I'll, I'll post a link to it cause you can easily find this on YouTube and all of the related videos were other things that I legitimately watched as a kid. So <laughs> I was actually talking to John, I think uh, on his episode that there was this thing called Bubby's boarding house where it was like this weird puppet show about different Jewish holidays and, Lo and behold, right next to Hanukkah <laughs> Tales and Tunes were the two were two episodes. Wow. So I'm probably gonna watch those tonight. That they're probably better. Also, uh, not to be something we did not mention that I think is a charming feature of the uh, VHS to YouTube transfer is all the glitching. Yes. That gives it a vaguely sinister tone. <laughs> but also because I've fried my brain on like Tim and Eric and the internet and just like weird vaporwave shit. Like, uh, it is just... Remember when Vaporwave was just how we had things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the 90s. Yeah, oh, God, I remember the 90s. Yeah. 
I, I, the bet, I had a cool VCR that you could choose how fast it uh, fast forwarded it. Nice. Which is weird because it's like, oh, I would of course go the fastest one. Oh, yeah. It's like one, two, four, and yeah. eight. It's like, oh. But then you end up missing what you want by 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, Marissa, thank you so much for coming, uh, for walking you, up for all my me. stairs. Um, is uh, Obviously, we have our, uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, this coming Sunday at the Philly Improv Theater at 9 p.m., we have the second showing of our Hanukkah um, comedy show. Improv show. Yes. It, who knows what it's going to turn out like. My parents will be there, I think. Oh, my. Uh-oh. Um, but it, uh, obviously, you have amazing flying. Edelman, is there anything that you kind of have uh, coming up soon? To okay. Promote? My December appearances. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, December 7th, which is Friday, my improv group, uh, Sad Boys Rugby Club, we have a... We're trying to get it to go monthly show at a good, good comedy theater called Party with the Sad Boys. We do an improv form called The Party, where we're just a bunch of weird characters. It's super fun. Uh, that's Friday, December 7th yeah. at 7. I would go, except uh, my boyfriend uh, wants me to go with him uh, to watch a drag race at a gay bar, so I'm, I'm oh, going to do that. shit. That is... Well, here's the thing. Sad Boys is at 7 p.m. Oh, interesting. And uh, and then you could probably just go to... Uh, you're right near the neighborhood. You're right. You I know, might I'll go talk. with you. I just realized that the, <laughs> the Christmas special is that Friday. I I've never, really I've never seen an episode. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see how I... <laughs> I'll get drunk at least. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, um, later... This, at the end of December, um, my variety show, Gimmick Show, which I co-host with my brother, uh, December 28th and 29th. It's the last uh, Saturday or Friday and Saturday in December. Our theme is the future. Ooh, and uh, 2018 off right. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be at Philly Improv Theater at 11 p.m. on those nights. And uh, spoiler alert, we spend most of the time just like dunking on Elon Musk. Great. Yeah, it's Love really it. fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and as always, you can uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at KidFlixPod. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, but yeah, that is all for today. We will hear you next week. And go, go, gadget, and show.